1: Welcome to the Future of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Fowler, and we are chatting today with Lori Sudbrink. Lori is the owner of Unlimited Coaching Solutions and can be found online at leadingwithgrit.com. Lori, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Sandy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you joining us here today and would love to hear about the work that you do with your clients. What do you do to help clients in your business?
2: Well, I pretty much change lives through leadership and that looks a little different with different audiences. I work one-on-one with individuals, usually in a Supervisory management, kind of middle management level role. Sometimes business owners and C-suite as well. Um, and uh, when COVID isn't here, I'm doing most of my work with groups. And um, the the most popular work that I do is a three day leading with grit class. So I work in the in the classroom with groups of people, as well as one on one helping people to do things like, you know, improve performance, uh, balance their lives, get to the next level in their
1: leadership career, that kind of stuff. So your class is leading with grit. Could you tell us a little bit what you mean by that? And what, you know, what do your clients come out of that class with? What are they able to do when they leave?
2: Oh, thanks, Sandy. Yeah, leading with GRIT. GRIT is an acronym, and it stands for generosity, respect, integrity, and truth. And so it's not your typical GRIT. It's not just pushing and and just striving for that goal, because what we've found is that that can cause collateral damage. So leading with GRIT, G-R-I-T, generosity, respect, integrity, and truth, participants come into that class and dig deeper to go inside to find out how they can become the best leader that they were always meant to be. So they find out what their natural strengths and tendencies are, and they look at where the places that they might need to tweak a little bit. We really dive in deep on emotional intelligence and they walk out of this three days Um, not that there was anything wrong with them when they walked in, but they walk out just a a, a different perspective, a different view, a different person. And they genuinely want to help their teams, the people that they work with. They feel more of abundance. Like they have more time. They don't feel that, that, that scarcity and that rushing, um, and they have a toolbox that they can take with them so that they can keep themselves on track, which is important.
1: As you work with clients in various businesses, various industries, once they've worked with you or been through your course, what kinds of changes do you see in them? And what do they tell you has changed in their work?
2: That's such a great question. The changes that I see are changes that it's kind of like They slow down, but they're more productive. (laughs) And that sounds like an oxymoron, but they they know how to take a breath and react in a way that they want to instead of a knee-jerk reaction. They feel like they're they're focusing their attention and their time in the right places so that they're making an impact in the in the right way instead of feeling rushed all the time. So they're 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 really good at just being able to be, be present in the moment after going through this class. And, you know, I hear a lot of testimonials around my relationships, my relationship with even, even a personal relationship, but my relationship with my boss is completely different. My relationship with my team now, they they understand what I want. I understand what they need. Relationships improve, which in effect, of course, productivity improves.
1: And how does that tie into their influence at work? What do you hear Mm -hmm. about that?
2: Mm -hmm. So they're, no matter if they're in a formal role or an informal role, people are influencing other people, right? Like we're making a difference. It's what kind of difference do we want to make? And so the influence has become much more positive. They've become more of a role model. People want to follow them instead of feeling like they have to follow them. They're they, they have said even things like, you know, it just seems more positive that people seem to be happier. People seem to, and they sometimes don't even really give themselves enough credit that they've changed so much internally that their influence is just their energy their positivity their and it's not to say that they're always looking at everything you know roses and rosy rose colored glasses but they're 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 definitely realistic but they don't stay stuck uh you know worried about things they know how to pivot and get people to look at what you know, what can you do? How can you move forward? And so they they influence people in that way, helping them to move forward because they want to not feeling like they have to.
1: How did you come to learn these strategies for yourself? Mm. <laughs> a whole lifetime, right? No. <laughs>
2: um, there's been a couple, couple of key things that happened in my life. Um, early on, I remember having an awareness in the, a, a, a job that I was in and it made me start to really look inside of me and realize that my thoughts and beliefs were driving my actions and to take ownership for that. Um, then I ended up in a, in a training position and my degree, that I was working on at the same time I as I was working was communications and interpersonal communications. And I just absolutely loved that. I ended up uh, becoming certified in DISC, which is a personality kind of behavioral assessment about 25 years ago. And I use that in all of my training. So I've, I've done a lot of certification programs and um, you know, 20 Probably twenty five years of working in the workplace, doing training and coaching, has really been the biggest education for me.
1: And how how have you seen these as you took these strategies that you learned and you implemented them in your own business? How have you seen that impact your growth and your influence in your industry?
2: Hmm. You know, when you ask me that question, I think I I. I forgot about one really important thing that, that helped me in my own growth. And that was starting to go to personal retreats and work on me and work on what was going on inside of me again, thoughts and beliefs. But one of my favorite and first retreats I went to was with Don Miguel Ruiz of the four agreements. And that really shifted my life. And I, I, it it, it it has influenced the whole way that I go about working with people now too. And that is to help people to look inside and understand and really know our own truth, which is one of the uh, words in grit, um, know our truth, stay true to ourselves, respect ourselves and others, and then we can be genuinely generous. We'll give because we want to, not because we have to.
1: Do you find resistance to that going inside to you know to pull leadership sure. <laughs> <laughs> to get better results in business by going inside yourself as a human being. Do you get resistance
2: yeah. to that? Yeah, you know there's there's definitely different forms of resistance. Um, The first step is always, as you probably know, Sandy awareness, right? It's self-awareness and it's, and and it can be uncomfortable to say the least, to look inside sometimes. Sometimes it's just that we haven't been in a habit of doing that. And so some of the resistance shows up as, Oh, I didn't have time to do that. Or, uh, you know, I did it, but you know, (laughs) excuses and things like that. And so to help people to, to, Meet meet them where they are, but pull them just a little bit further to get them outside of their comfort zone, but not so much that it's going to shut them down and have total resistance to it and being transparent and helping people to kind of, you know, pull the curtain back and show them what you're doing and why you're doing it sometimes can be the best approach because there's a lot of assumptions that might be going on inside somebody's mind um, and they may not even realize why they're resisting this. So helping them to to dig a little deeper in why that's happening,
1: okay. So, as you grew your business and uh, increased your influence, what were the top challenges you needed to overcome?
2: Mm, yeah, <sighs> Growing the business, you know, it was challenging because, at first it was just me and it was very difficult to be doing my work and marketing and and getting the word out at the same time. So that balancing act was, was extremely hard. And until I brought some people on board with me, um, I think I would have continued to just kind of stay stagnant in that. Okay. I go out there and do a three month job. And then I come back and try to find work, you know, and do networking. And, um, and so That was probably one of the most challenging things in the growth of the business. As soon as I got the right people on the bus, so to speak, um, we started to build systems. We started to make things so that it was so much easier for all of us to be present with people and not bogged down with some of the administrative kind of stuff that that we can can typically um, have in our way as small business owners
1: and as you as you moved through that that phase of your business what do you think helped you most what lesson would you like to share with other people who might be in that place of yeah i'm i don't have the opportunity to grow my business cuz i'm so busy working in this
2: you know i probably learned so many lessons but the first one that popped in my mind was that i was working extremely hard to keep track and measure everything at first. I took it very literally when I went to some of those business classes that said you had to track and measure everything and I learned that it it it's better to find a balance of putting it putting your goal out there and tracking and measuring the the, the big pieces but not trying to keep track and measure every single little thing. Um, quick example, I had at the time I was working with uh, like Microsoft Outlook and I would color code, every everybody's calendar was color code. And then we would, we would take that calendar and we would uh, put it down into an Excel document. And then we'd look at all the ways we used our time. And then we'd dissect that and go into, and we spent a lot of time looking at all of that. And, and in hindsight, I said, we didn't need to do any of that. Like we we just had the right people on the bus and we, we probably could have, you know, saved ourselves upwards of three, four hours a week between the, the six of us, you know? And so I say, and it's hard to say exactly what it looks like for everybody, but to let go and believe in the process a bit too, set the goal, you know, measure a bit, but don't get so anal with that measuring and tracking that you don't have enough um, opportunity to really be present and, and be doing what you are great at doing.
1: Okay, So now that you have achieved this level of influence, how are you using that?
2: hmm. So I am uh, definitely wrote a book and I have uh, created a planner. So I help people to be able to organize their lives a little bit more with that. Um, and I also reach out and help clients, uh, you know, all the time. I, I'll give you a quick example. When this, um, you know, pandemic hit last year, I reached out to my current clients and just offered one-on-one for free and just said, you know, I'm here for you, that kind of thing. And, and quite a few of them took advantage of that. Um, I'll also get on podcasts and, uh, speak for free at different associations and stuff to help other people, nonprofits, you know, things of, of that source. And I put out a newsletter as well to help people.
1: So in your, your plans for the future, what are your goals for your influence? What do you want to do moving forward? Mm-hmm.
2: Now, I'd really like to be able to provide people with easier access to take themselves through leading with grit. So what I've been working on is an audio of the book, and I'm also working on a workbook so that I will be able to, within the next 12 months, have a package that people could just Get the workbook, get the audio, get the book if they want, all three of those, and take them, themselves through that book instead of having to wait for the three-day class. The three-day class is still wonderful, and people get so much out of it having other people in the room with them, but there's there's so many people that aren't able to partake in that, so I want to be able to provide more resources people and have that message of grit accessible to more people.
1: You talked to us about measuring and how it's important to, yes, measure, but also trust the process. And you have these goals for increasing your influence and using that to help more people make more progress. What I'm curious about is how you're going to take your own advice and apply it to these goals in this growth.
2: Oh, I love that. So, yeah, okay. So what I'll do is, um, and I'm glad you're holding me accountable to this because saying out loud is going to make it happen, is uh, write the goal, the vision and the goal, and have that in my office here so that I can see it but not be looking at my sales every day on Amazon to see, am I there? Am I there? Am I there? Kind of thing. Um, Because that, I think just like watching your retirement fund, you know, it can drive you crazy if you're looking at it every day. So, um, and making sure that the goal is smart, but it doesn't have to be so specific that there isn't room for it to look a little different. You know, it may be, you know, what, what is my real vision and my real goal? It's to help as, as many people that need that as possible. If I get it very specific, like I want to help um, you know, 500,000 female entrepreneurs, I might miss an opportunity where there may be some other, you know, there may be some males <laughs> that want this opportunity. So balancing that, I think, is really important. So I'm going to make it visual, do a vision board kind of thing. But let go of being um, worried about tracking the sales every single day, as I have in the past, I will admit.
1: <laughs> and it sounds like you're you're creating a goal, you're you're creating this destination. And yes, you've laid out a path, and you're still being open to as you're moving down that path, if you see another way to go that you're open to taking a slightly different path that still meets your objectives and meets your, I want to say, kind of meet your values in your business.
2: True, Sandy, because I think that's one of the the big lessons that I have learned in life is that We don't know. We don't always know what the universe has in store for us, right? What is what's coming next? And to be so rigid on a goal, we may miss other opportunities, other callings, something that that might be waiting for you. And I think it's important to balance that—to be open, to be flexible, yet have that goal that you're striving for, and have those core values, like you said, that will help keep you aligned and with grit. Go back to the um the acronym generosity, respect, integrity, and truth. If you know your truth, you know your values and your passion. And that's really important. So that you align to it with integrity. You respect yourself by staying, staying, you know, on, on target with those values. And then you'll be able to be generous, you know, give and in and, and it works a little more naturally. It's not so forced.
1: That sounds great, Lori. I like that idea of having the goal, knowing all of this about yourself and being in alignment so that you're not just chasing shiny object syndrome and you're not making decisions out of desperation. You are actually making in your, in your work, it sounds like you're teaching people to make conscious choices that are in the best interest of themselves and their business.
2: Yes, that's, that's exactly it, you know, and, and really being able to enjoy the journey while you're there. And I think that's an extremely important part of it because it, it allows us to lighten up, kind of let go enough and enjoy it. And then you attract more that way you attract the right people around you that way. You're, you you know, you're just, you're just more available, I guess, is the, the best way I can say it.
1: Well, speaking of being available, where can we find you? Where are you available online?
2: Um, The best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Um, You can go to LinkedIn and look up my name, which is spelled L-A-U-R-I-E-S-U-D-B-R-I-N-K. You can also... You can find me on my website, leadingwithgrit.com that you had said earlier as well. And I have a a place to sign up if you want some free workplace tips and a resource library, as well as a free grit assessment.
1: Oh, that's terrific. Well, thank you, Lori, for sharing with us today, teaching us a different way of looking at grit than what we normally hear about Mm -hmm. and for just giving us some, some good advice and some tips.
0: Thanks for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story by being a guest on our show, please visit https colon slash slash com slash podcast slash apply to apply. And if you liked what you heard, please also visit and follow us on all social media. Please subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Once again, they call me King Raj Singh. And thanks again for listening to the Future of Influence podcast. Tune in next time.